Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, thank you for your continued support. As a bonus for all of our listeners who want to try us out, head over to StickerGiant.com and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from Sticker Giant. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. Once again, I'm Andrew here. Uh, looking very forward to today's conversation. We are dialing in Ellie Lum from Clumhouse, and they do quite a bit uh online. And their main thing, of course, as we will get into today, is talking all about uh, their handcrafted goods and then their sewing education and all of their maker classes online, which are really, really cool. And um, we have a a really great sticker story today. So thank you very much for joining us, Ellie. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. So where are we dialing you in from today? I live in Portland, Oregon, actually, on the West Coast. There you go. So that is probably a big part of sort of just the aesthetic of your brand and and sort of just the inspiration for how you've come to be. I mean, that is a definitely one of the maker capitals, I'd say, from the my experience with especially our customers. There's a lot of cool sort of just crafted things. It don't matter what it is. It's it's Portland is a hub for that. For sure. Yeah. So 2015 is when you and Dustin, Dustin Klein and Ellie Lum, you add the K and the Lum together and you get Clum. So there you go for folks who are wondering about how that name comes about. Um, But you start this almost five years ago and um, talk a little bit about how and why this came to be. Yeah, thanks. Um, We uh, used to run brands where we handcrafted everything in the cycling industry. So I used to run a brand called Reload Bags, which is custom messenger bags. Uh, When I lived in Philadelphia, I started that company in 1998, co-founded it with Roland Burns. We were both bike messengers at the time in Philly, and we were making bags for our friends and just the messenger community. Um, most of the stuff we did was custom made to order super durable bags for riding your bike all day and working all day. Oh, that's Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So the messenger community is a great one and I, I love bikes quite a bit and uh, I actually know Philly pretty well. So I, I could see how having a niche like that would be really nice. Cause there is quite a lot of commerce that goes on in a backpack, uh, in the major cities, especially on the East coast. Um, so then you have that experience, you lean on that experience. Um, but Clum is obviously, well, you have some cool backpacks, obviously, and we'll talk a little bit about your most recent product that you have up on the site, but, um, that's a, that's quite a bit of a journey to 2015. Uh, what then launches Clumhouse? Clumhouse was really launched, um, based in me and Dustin, my husband, who used to run a brand called Cadence Collection, which is a lifestyle cycling clothing brand that he founded in the early 2000s, um, we had some leftover dead stock from when we used to manufacture. And we decided to just put our minds together and design stuff together and use some of that those raw goods that were sitting around our studios. Oh, nice. So... Speaking of, you know, what's up on the site right now, folks, if you want to, you know, check out clumhouse.com, there is quite a lot of kits and patterns, tools and supplies, and then they have their online learning and classes, which is kind of what we're going to talk about today. Um, 
how did you come up with these concepts for these kits and these patterns? Like what, what, what sort of inspires you to, to, for some of these designs? Well, so, um, the main thing that inspired me to start Clumhouse was, uh, like really loving teaching people how to sew and build skills. So when I ran the small batch factory for through reload, I taught a lot of people how to do industrial sewing in order to make our bags. And I really loved that. So when I was looking to change careers, I naturally wanted to be a teacher. So I was able to take like all of my experience with these like durable, rugged materials and marry that with my, uh, like wanting to be a teacher. I ended up going to school for adult education and learning theory and just kind of took those two experiences in, in made Clumhouse what it is now. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. I, I have quite a bit of experience in teaching an online education myself. So that's just fun that you were able to take this sort of hard skill and then really not only productize it, but give something to back to people because education is so sort of, you know, empowering. Right. Um, so, so say, say I head out over onto the site and I'm like, I'm going to check out this slab top roll top backpack. Um, this is a backpack, but give us sort of how the twist comes for you all, whether it's buying the kit in the class, just the hardware, just the pattern. You even have two different types of patterns that you offer people. You're able to slice and dice this one product four ways, which is I think pretty novel. Yeah. Thanks. You know, like you can have different revenue streams. Fine. Okay. I just want the PDF thing and it cost me $16 or I want the class and I want the materials and you can get a, obviously a higher price point, but probably a way better experience for that customer. Yeah. That really comes in those four different ways or five different ways, however you want to look at it comes in depending on what skill level people are coming in at. So since our main thing is education, we're trying to set the maker up for success and sometimes a maker might come in and not have a ton of experience, but want to really make that bag. So they are better off really with that full kit and that full class. So they get that major support to do that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Cause I'm just going through the, the product page on the maker kit. And obviously it's so customizable with different colors. And, and of course, every person's going to add their own little stamp when they're, you know, in their home. I'm actually the, the craft room is behind me here at my house. So I were a crafting family, right? So I, I kind of understand how this fits this space in people's lives where it says it's an eight to 12 hour project on the site, but it might take a couple of days and you step away from it. And especially these days, who knows how long a little simple project takes, but there's still that like, intrinsic value of doing something and, and really focusing on, on your, the craft itself. Right. So, and you, you have this wonderful deliverable in this case, and it looks like you got to do some fun product testing there out in the, uh, out in the rainforest, uh, with the photo shoots for this. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, nothing like field shoots. Um, so there's all kinds of different stuff. It's not just backpacks. Of course, you mentioned your, you know, your background in, in, um, in the cycling community, which is, is pretty rad, but there's all sorts of different sort of stuff that people can make. Yeah, for sure. We like to make sure that what I like to design stuff that can hit people at different skill levels. And I just really like to quick projects where people can have a quick win. Cause like most of the stuff is made by adults usually, and we're all super busy um, so it's nice to just like make a project in a couple hours sometimes. That is fun. Um, cause I recall when I first wrote about this folks in two, uh, 2019 in January, I saw this matte label for this, the woodland dop kit, which I thought was fantastic. Cause there was three labels that came out of it. They're sort of like the product label, 
uh, in a color and then also in a black and white. And then there's just sort of like the whole sort of included ingredients, if you will, like what's in the kit. And that was another, you know, a third label and they were striking cause they're, I love our matte labels, but I was like, this is really sweet. Like this is one box or whatever, or maybe multiple parts in a box that takes three labels or whatever it takes to put it all together. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was great. Um, and the product photography was pretty striking as well. Right. Like you get this thing. It's like, yep, that's what it should look like. And when I'm done, (laughs) you would hope, right. For the people making it. Um, so the woodland uh, adopt kit was my favorite early on, but I see there's some tote bags, which are super rad. Um, and you know, to go with that, you're selling tools and supplies because like any sort of project, it requires a specialized, you know, uh, piece of equipment. So talk a little bit about some of these, these products that you have and where you source those. Yeah. So definitely you're right. Like we really believe in the right tool for the right job. And we also really like um, showing people how to use new tools. Like one of the, as you know, one of the fun things about crafting is getting to like get all the cool tools to do it, you know? Um, So we try to make sure that people are set up for success and tell them which tools they really need and which ones are like, Hey, this would be nice to have, but you don't actually have to buy it. Cause we definitely want to make sure it's not super cost prohibitive. If you know, you don't need to buy every single thing. Like you can make it work with just a few tools. Oh, sure. But like, I mean, there's custom screws and washers and buckles and, you know, uh, clamps, which, you know, I love a good clamp does a lot of work for you, which to be honest, some people are, (laughs) it's one of the most unappreciated tools in my, in my kit is the clamp. But when, when you need a third or fourth hand, the clamp comes in in pretty darn handy. Um, I love that y'all have a sticker sheet on there, which is super fun too, just to like put on there. Uh, sticker sheets are one of my favorite things. Um, uh, just in general, it's my favorite sticker product we do, but that's super fun. Cause you could put that in your journal too. I wonder, how, you know, people are like writing about what they do. I, I just, how do you see the engagement with folks as you, again, you, the, the last piece I want to talk most about is online education, but you know, how are you getting folks to engage with you in those classes? What does that feel like as sort of an instructor for that? Yeah, well, it's funny because we used to do in-person classes, but as you know, with the pandemic, we've had to cancel them all. So we've had to really focus on our online classes. And I get a lot of people really engaging by showing us what they make on social. That's like a huge thing. And and then they'll place an order and there's a little spot to leave comments on the order where they're like, hey, I took this class of yours. It was the most thorough class I've ever taken. Like, I love how you explain everything. So we really get this feedback from our students and that's super fun and important to have that dialogue. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Nothing like hearing from students. (laughs) Um, So like I said, there's quite a bit um, on the site in the kits and tool, like there's the kits and then there's the tools, which are sort of two different buckets of, of content that you serve. And then, like you said, the last one is um, your class, which you either sell with it or sort of maybe, you know, it probably makes most sense to bundle it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be bundled or like with Slab Town, that roll top backpack, it's an advanced pattern. So we bundle the class purchase just with the full kit to make sure that people feel comfortable that they're about to do this crazy project that we really got them and support them. But some of the other uh, kits and stuff like there, you don't need the class necessarily. So it's more like, hey, here's a different price point. Add it on if you feel like you need it. 
Oh, that's fantastic. So you have quite the shop uh, from, from these photos. Talk a little bit about like building out the, you know, at one point it was for in-person classes, which obviously probably is your passion, but you know, you got to fill the, the space in the meantime. Yeah. Um, talk about building out your studio. Yeah, the studio. I mean, I've built so many sewing studios in my life since I've been professionally making bags since the late 90s. I, I swear I've built probably like 40 sewing studios. This one was particularly really fun to build because of the in-person classes. And we have a big mural on the wall that says, I believe in you. And I think it's really important to encourage people because some of these bags look really hard to make, but they're actually not that hard to make, especially if you have the right support with instructions and tools and supplies and stuff. So we really like made the studio just tried to make it almost like they're stepping into my personal bag studio with displaying all the tools and displaying all the scissors and really getting to that part where we all love walking into the workshop and the possibility of what can happen in a workshop space. Nice. A good shop is a one, a wonderful uh, place to spend time. Um, So that also requires you though, especially as you pivot, uh, requires a little different strategy. I mean, you're obviously looking for either more locals or people who are traveling through town or, you know, way to, you know, word of mouth, right. Or, or whatever the case may be to get people in, into the space. But now you're, you're really probably in a different, um, modality for marketing and advertising. How have, obviously we've all experienced quite a bit of shift in the last three, four months, but, um, what were some of those strategies you, you tried? Yeah. So one of the things we're talking about right now is, uh, making sure we have an online class for every single bag design that we sell. Um, so we're trying to figure out how to remotely film that with our producer kind of zooming in, you know, so that's definitely a work in progress. Um, offering the class bundled with the full kit for the slab town was really important, I think for us. And in general, I'm just starting to like do way more Instagram live streams and just going live and talking about tools and talking about these different parts of the materials and really just building education in small amounts like that and being able to interact with people still through the live stream, which has been really fun. Yeah. Cause I was going to say your, you know, your, your content for YouTube is pretty slick, right? It's like pretty high production value stuff. And some of it's had to come out during the, the pandemic, but even before that, you know um, you know, y'all are doing quite, you know, I'd say a high level of production with this. So, um, that does change a little bit these days. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, and now you're just going to launch all kinds of new videos, which sounds really fun actually. <laughs> we have to really change our style too. And really try and decide like, Oh, does it really matter if we have this high level of production, if people just want the information or how do we get that? Cause we can't get a whole crew together to film like, you know, so it's such a high touch. I mean, I've done video work my whole life. I mean, you are, right next to your photographer, you're saying move to the left, right? It's like, you can't do that on zoom. You know, it's just not, unless it's, you know, Oh, we see what you're doing in your studio to shoot our stuff. And you know, you can direct someone, but I mean, these, these are huge crews and and we're a pretty small team ourselves. but even then we're in some small spaces to produce this stuff. (laughs) Behind the scenes stuff is real. Like it really is like, like making stuff, you have to have all the elements present in order to make a finish produced thing, whether it be a bag or a video, you know? Totally. Um, so, uh, you know, like you said, it's important for your slab town, uh, product. Cause that, again, that video came out in May only a few weeks ago, really. And, and, and the product's probably been out for a little while and in development for some time, but this is a pretty like 
pretty high level sort of um, packaging for for what is essentially a DIY kit. So that's pretty um, exciting, I would say, for y'all. Yeah, well, we ended up actually filming the online class for Slabtown back in December slash January. So it just turned out that we were planning ahead. Luckily, we wouldn't have been able to film it come, you know, end of February. So that just, we just lucked out there. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, that's one of those success stories that I like to hear those for sure, because I know it's been hard for some folks, especially if people were pivoting. You know, it's just so difficult to wrap your head around new business models. Y'all were already in that space, though, right? So um, what's next? We are looking at an online bag design course, actually, which I'm pretty excited about really getting people this higher level of, you know, how do you make a bag that you have in your mind as something you want to make versus just following like a pattern or a kit. Right. Cause I, as a, a lifelong fan of backpacks and you know, our listeners will recall me saying this many times. So I worked for backpacker magazine for a number of years. So backpacks specifically as the category are my probably my favorite item, right? Cause they're so, Sometimes you specific, but then a good bag should be able to do a lot for you, right? And you know what you like, especially if you've been on a trail like for a month or just for a day hike or going to the office, right? People are going to offices less perhaps now, but that, that will return, of course. But being able to know where you slide certain things, it becomes almost like second nature, right? Mm-hmm. And to be able to customize your own bag design is maybe like a badge of honor for some folks, you know, which yeah. I think that plays into that quite a bit. Yeah, like when I made reload bags, um, some of our uh, customers were like ultra lightweight backpacking people. And like most of like, I would say the forefront of people that researched materials was this ultra lightweight backpacking forums. You they know, are so the craziest about, niche community. Yeah, <laughs> we about such great materials and crazy stuff from them. Uh, you know, just being, I, you know, making bags for high performance and now making and designing bags for education. I've really seen that whole, um, you know, like gamut of stuff. The communities on, around all those are, are, are astonishing. I, you know, the messenger community is, is, is a very different audience than someone who's like, I'm going to go carry 10 pounds for two weeks. You know, they're, they're just, they're in a different space, headspace, even when they're performing their job, right? One is dodging traffic. One is trying to avoid as many people as possible. And, and the connection they have to that gear though is actually sort of at the end of the day, the same, right? You mm-hmm. carry all your stuff and, and it's got to find its home and be comfortable. And of course, these people obviously love to geek out on it too, which is oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Like I, I surf a lot, so we in a lot of our surf spots are hiking on the Oregon coast. You know, there you go. Yeah. So I've made like so many bags just specifically for like hiking in a wetsuit and hiking out a wetsuit, or just like all the shit that we need to you know get in the water and like extra fins and stuff like that. You know. So it is really fun, like to be able to, yeah, just really be able to make your dream bag. There you go. The dream bag. I love that. Um, so you're going to begin a custom project, which is pretty cool and let people sort of take the reins a little bit. And you're still going to keep pushing, obviously, all of these kits and, and tools. Um, I'll be honest, we have, this is a question, I, especially when I looked at the site and I was looking at the sewing machines. I, there's a sewing machine over there. I've seen it used only a few times in my house. We've had it for years. How do you get people to overcome that? Like, Because even I would love to sit down and, and, and get after it. But it's also sort of a barrier to some people. They might even have the knowledge to wear with all the tools, but it's like pushing through to be like, 
do something, just make something. What, how do you, I feel like that's the biggest barrier for anyone is just doing it. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. So I have two ways to answer that. This is a really great question, by the way. The first one is, is it really does make sense to slow down and take an intro course and just learn how the machine operates, you know, and we actually have a free sewing 101 course on our site that's online and it's totally free and it shows you exactly how to use a sewing machine and how it works and stuff. And then the second thing I want to say about that question is the mind state that I think is important for that is that essentially when you're making something, and in this case, sewing, the sewing machine itself is a tool that helps you unlock your creative potential, like any tool that you use, right? So you can choose like, hey, I'm a woodworker and the saw unlocks my creative potential. It allows me to create something that I really enjoy creating or making, but this tool is an access point to that. So that's really important to know that like you're in conversation with that tool and it becomes a part of your making process, right? So if you're like uh, most creative people are, that's an expression, a way they express themselves. And anyone that does craft or handcraft uses their tools and materials as part of that process of expressing yourself. So to me, I feel like it's really important to remember that if you can interact with this tool and build a relationship with it, your potential to create ultimately your vision is unlocked. And so that's really powerful. Nice. I got, I love that answer. <laughs> that's great. Cause I, we do a lot of projects around here, uh, whether it's working with wood or building playhouses or whatever. And, you know, I spent my last few days over the holidays uh, just, building stuff and cutting things and yeah. thinking, thinking kind of sort of more philosophically about that same thing you just said, where I was like, I'm getting better at this. Like I've been doing carpentry now for a few years. I'm not, I have no mean by no means any good at it, but I'm like, I'm way more confident cutting and measuring and just getting the things like those are core skills. If you can't measure and cut it, you're never going to do it. But it's surprising where like just using a tape measure or and a pencil before you drill a hole, like it's so it's both exact and, and you can get away with a little bit, yeah. <laughs> right? To accept the imperfection too is also like the other hurdle, like pushing through to start something, one thing, trying to get it right every time, terrific, go for it. But as soon as you can just accept that quarter inch or that three eighths yeah. or whatever, as long as the thing's staying together, yeah. you're the only one who's ever going to know, right? Oh. <laughs> We get a lot of like makers and woodworkers in our classes too. And they're used to like navigating, you know, a 16th of an inch or something, you know, right. and in sewing, it's like, we don't care about a 16th of an inch. <laughs> like I'm like, can you get within a quarter inch and the oh. woodworkers are like a quarter inch. That's huge. The whole thing is off. You can't <laughs> even, you can't even make a foundation if you're a quarter inch off because by the time you get up 16 feet, you're a foot <laughs> off, you're a foot off. Right. Uh, fabric stretches and <laughs> much as you want it to and that's part of the skill of learning how to use it right. so we sort of get there's a lot of room for error there but also too like going back to what we're talking about like we're really of course looking to always perfect our skill building right but we're also looking for a flow state right like we're looking for that enjoyment of the process like the reason that we even do it too you know so there is that letting go you know in those moments where you're like oh yeah like 
I do know how to cut this angle like perfectly or whatever. But also as you craft and make stuff, the more you realize that it's the mistakes along the way that are just as much a part of making the thing as doing it right. Like, and it's the navigation of the mistakes, I think with a certain amount of knowledge and grace that makes you essentially a better maker. That's part of the definition of being better is how do you navigate your mistakes? Not do you stop ever making mistakes? Like the goal is not to make less mistakes. It's to know how to deal with your mistakes. Right. You'll never make a mistake if you do nothing. Right. So that's the classic sort of got to be in it to, to at least try to win it. Um, So, you know, you've obviously had to sort of, we've all had to sort of change our lives. Um, and, and there's been plenty of news coverage talking about people, you know, doing stuff at home, whether it's cooking and baking or, or, or making, I guess, in this case, all the ING verbs. Um, you said you've been engaging with folks. Is there, is there anything you've seen through these days that has maybe sort of changed a little bit about how you approach your business? Oh, for sure. So many things like, um, a lot of stuff with like the Black Lives Matter movement and like the just a renewed commitment to anti-racism work within the organization and making sure that the organization and the brand and Clumhouse really has a stance and is committed to equality and anti-oppression work, you know, so that's been huge for us. And one of the things we've seen is through the pandemic, even people are connecting a lot more about caring about each other mm-hmm. and really like how we all are connected in the world and, and how like with the pandemic, like one sick person is a bunch of sick people. And with the Black Lives Matter movement, it's like oppression to one person is oppression to a bunch of people, you know? So just seeing how people are really, I've noticed just connecting a lot more with with each other and how every little choice we make does really ripple out. Um, and that's been some reflection for the brand and also just looking at, well, what does the community and what do our customers need and want right now too? Right. Yeah, a sense of purpose, a sense of ownership, and mm-hmm. and being uh, understood too. I'd say yeah. is, is part of all that, <laughs> especially when you're trying to sell things to people. Which there's some days where it doesn't feel like that's what you should be doing, but at the same time, you know, you want to give people that that sense of accomplishment, which I think y'all are doing with all these products, right? Um, so we've already talked about what's next. Right. We know where we're headed. You're looking at customizing some things. Um, I've already sort of shouted you out there. Clumhouse.com. What is the way you want folks to get in touch with you? I see you're on Pinterest, Facebook and email, but Instagram you mentioned was was where things were really happening for you right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Instagram is definitely how we a lot of uh, we've been connecting with people and we connect a lot with people through our newsletters. We send a couple newsletters a week. And that's where we get a little more in depth about um, launches we're doing and also just things we're thinking about and responses to current happenings and stuff. Oh, nice. So the newsletter is a, is a powerful tool for you. Yeah, for sure. Oh, good for you. Um, you know, obviously we have a newsletter, but a lot of people are always just talking about social, but a newsletter is such a one-to-one sort of relationship that if you can get people to open and and engage, you're really winning that battle. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah, definitely. We've been profiling <laughs> a lot of like makers in our community, kind of similar to what you guys are doing with your podcast. We're doing that on our blog with our newsletter. 
I noticed that it looks like I'm seeing definitely like focus on stories and, you know, creators, there's a, you know, Whitney gets dressed for instance, right? Like that one's kind of cool. So is making friends sort of your sort of the slug for the, the storytelling motif that y'all are doing? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a way for us to highlight people in the making community. Yeah. And what they're up to and give a shout out to them making friends. I love that hashtag. That's That's so good. Like it just makes perfect sense, right? You're a maker brand and these are your friends. (laughs) That's that's genius. I love words. What can I say? Um, so that's cool. Like I said, we see Whitney, she's doing her slab town. Um, and that's very exciting to see people again, like taking something that you do. Um, you know, I, we talked a little bit about this on a past guest. We have a maker, it's called maker general here in Longmont. And they were, we interviewed them. That was the last in-person interview I did before all this went down and they were pivoting hard at that time to masks. And I see how you have that on your Instagram. I'm, I'm curious, like that, that trend is probably sort of leveled off a little bit. It was probably really heavy March, April and sort of change, but have you been getting requests for stuff like that? Like, are people bringing ideas like, can you do a mask or can you one off this? And you're like, well, I'd rather give you a pattern and like sell you the tools and teach you how to do it than make you something. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Cause that's the core brand. Most people were in the, during March or whatever, were asking us to make a mask pattern, but we really, since we make bag patterns, um, we really were just pointing people towards resources for mask patterns that we thought were really uh, great. But I did end up making a DIY mask video for my husband's YouTube channel. He has a YouTube channel called everything's been done. And it's all about like cycling and gravel bike riding. Um, and he, uh, wanted to do something for his viewers. And so I really thought most of his viewers are dudes. And so there, I was like, well, what are dudes going to do? Like, what do they have? They don't have a fabric stash a lot of times, but they do have t-shirts. So I like did a whole, like how to make a mask out of a t-shirt, um, video for, for everything's been done, which was cool. Everything's been done. It really has. All the best things have been done, right? We only have 12 notes on the musical scale, but at the same time, we can still make new music and create new things with, with, uh, you know, with our creativity, like you said, which I love talking about tools and unlocking creativity. That's pretty, that's the heady stuff that I'm in it for. So, um, we can find you again, um, on Instagram, it's Clumhouse and the website is clumhouse.com. Um, and I really appreciate your time today and just talking a little bit about where you're at and where you're going. I'm again, I'm a bag nerd. So the future of your brand seems bright. Thank you. Yeah. It was great talking with you too. Uh, thank you everybody for tuning in to another episode of stickers on the mic. I've been so thankful to have Ellie Lum, a fellow bag enthusiast and her sticker story today is this beautiful matte label that was on the Woodland Dop kit, but there's other labels out there. Uh, and, um, you know, we say every sticker has a story, but again, today it was brought to you by, uh, by Ellie and her shop in Portland, Oregon. So Ellie, thank you. You're welcome. Great talking to you. That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customers' sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to StickerGiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon PODCAST to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.